0: The Wiggly Podcast Let your iPod Welcome to The Wiggly Podcast You ask the cows We're delivering a load of bull Any good farmer, Phil?
1: Yeah, we're in a rush.
0: It's a cow cast day.
1: (laughs) Shall I speak quickly?
0: (laughs) Yeah, go really, really quickly. (laughs) Do you love your cows?
1: Yeah, I do. They're good. They're very therapeutic.
0: When you wake up in the morning, you say it's a cow day, so you're going chasing them, you have a sad look.
1: No, that depends on who I've got to chase them with and why I've got to chase them. If I've got to chase them for government business that is a complete waste of mine and their time, then I'm liable to be grumpy. However, if Rob and I are off to go and do something constructive with our cows and put them in the right place and get them all sorted out, then that is a positive experience and I enjoy that, and I like working with them.
0: Brown cow, black cow, white cow?
1: Oh, any colour, mix of all of them.
0: And you'll know, dear listener, there's only one cow worth being a cow in the world, and that's the Hereford cow from Hev. Listen, June Saddington says on the Facebook group, I think this is so cool, congratulations to Wiggly Wigglers. And I thought... Oh, she's going to mention the Dell Award. That's nice. But no, it's something really exciting. She says, I see you have won Best Eco-Friendly Business from Grow Your Own Magazine Readers Awards. The readers have voted for us. Thank you, Grow Your Own Readers. And it's in the January issue 2009 and it's out early to subscribers. And she says, I voted for you. Well, hopefully we had more than one vote, June, but thank you very much. Let's have a Monty Wiggly Fact of the Week. MontyCast, a weekly fact on wiggliness. Only 10% of the cut flowers sold in the UK are grown in the UK, just half the figure of 50 years ago. Another MontyCast, a weekly fact on wiggliness. Next week. Thank you, Monty. Before we go any further, Noah the cat has just gone into the piano. Any reason, do you think?
1: I expect he's realised it's not very in tune and it needs addressing.
0: I do hope he isn't going to do a number two, Phil.
1: I wouldn't bet against it.
0: Anyway, Ricardo's not on the sofa with us this week, but hopefully he'll be back next week. In the meantime... Hopefully. <laughs> He will be back next week, Farmer Phil. Cheeky. In the meantime, Farmer Phil and I took a walk this morning, a romantic walk on a glorious winter's day. Well, actually, it was hissing down (laughs) and we went to the cow shed. So here we go, Farmer Phil and Hev in the cow shed for this week's special Cowcast. If you want more than cows, turn off, because there's nothing else involved just cows this week in bit the A Bit of bulls. Oh yeah, lots of bulls and cows. Dear listener, I've brought you back to Farmer Phil's cow shed. First of all, because we were a little rushed in our last foray. And second of all, because I've got feedback. Welcome Farmer Phil to your own cow shed. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much.
0: Now, we're in a different yard now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're in the Odds and sods and Bullpens yard now, if we want to be a better word. This is where the bulls spend their winter. They have a pen each, and then we've got a small cattle yard by the side, which currently has got the last couple of stragglers that are due to carve any time.
0: Without being in any way rude, this is a little less plush than the cattle yard next door. This is sort of coming behind the hotel uh, atrium into the rooms I think in London. That, I
1: think that's a little harsh. I know that the bulls have bent their rails because they fight with each other through them, which makes them look a bit ramshackle, but actually it's quite up together. Well, it's not, is there? There's holes in the side. Ventilation, dear.
0: Oh, of course. And also all the roof is covered in cobwebs.
1: <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't noticed the um, requirement to uh, clean and dust the roof of my cow shed lately.
0: Listen, before we get on to the fact that these bulls have got the most boring winter ever, as far as I can see.
1: Well, they use it like a rest. It's not actually boring to them. And a they...
0: rest from bonking?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> if if you look at them, it does actually take it out of them you've got penguin adding and nabob here and none of them are carrying much condition So what does that mean? That means that there's not much fat on them and so what we'll do now is that by having them on their own in pens we can feed them quite a lot more You know, penguins had a a busy old time and he sat here and he's just having a rest and they actually quite enjoy there's always stuff happening in and around these pens because it's quite central to the whole thing they've got a few cows next door and they've got each other and they, they wind each other up all the time. It's quite entertaining watching them do it.
0: So here's Penguin. Yep. So he is a black bull.
1: He's Aberdeen Angus.
0: Why has he got a ring in his nose and then Adin
1: hasn't? You're not supposed to ask that because by law Adin should have a ring in his nose. Oh. But we never got round to putting one in his nose.
0: Oh. When you say Adin, wouldn't it be better to have called him Adam?
1: Well, no, it's... Because uh, he's we, Adam all summer. <laughs> we didn't name him.
0: Now, he is, to me, a very boring bull. He is, uh, what is he, Is Charolais, purebred, a limousine...
1: No, 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 he's a purebred Charolais bull. He, so that's
0: exactly what you don't want.
1: Well, I would beg to differ, but I would think... Well, what, it's
0: European bumper what, muscle... What he gives double is fat,
1: carcass lean. size, and he gives cuts of meat that are larger and he gives better growth rates and so on. But, but he also I will produ- concur with you. He produces
0: you. a bigger calf, which is more difficult to catch.
1: That's right. And
0: also he is the temperament of a, a bull.
1: No, they've got very good temperaments. I mean, you're stood there spouting at me as if you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I the don't point, know why I did that. <laughs> the
1: whole point is that we use the Charolais bull on a crossbred cow. And ideally, if I could get it, it would be a Hereford Friesian cross cow, British Friesian. Hereford. But you can't get that cross, Hereford. which is why we've experimented with other things. But this year, we have started, we've kept back some of penguins' heifer calves out of an MRI cow. Oh, what?
0: Now, come on, come on. And
1: an MRI... Heifer calves
0: out of an MRI.
1: An MRI Billy is,
0: had an MRI scan.
1: Yeah, he did, but it has nothing to do with it. OK. That. An MRI cow it's sort of as close as we can get to a British Frisian so it's a dairy cow that has no Holstein in it none of this American dairy cow influence which is so disastrous to us and so we've used that as the mother Aberdeen Angus as the father the female calf we will then use that as a cow now the first cross we'll put a Hereford on it probably and we might keep the female calves out of that for breeding as well but the idea is that your suckler cow is at least half either Angus or Hereford. So and your mother cow Yeah. Yeah. And the other half has to be basically something fairly dairyish but not Holstein. Holsteins are complete disasters for the beef industry. Why? All they are is milk-producing machines. They're skin and bone, we can't get them to eat enough, they're just disastrous to us.
0: And so how did you end up with them?
1: Well, they overtook the Frisians and pushed the Frisians out because they produce more milk for the same amount of food.
0: And are they still in fashion and dairy in dairying? Because all these things are trends, aren't they? They
1: are, but having said that, they don't last as long as cows because they burn themselves out and I think that there is a case for saying that the dairy industry will think, well, actually, there's more to life than just producing milk.
0: Now, before we get to Podchef's feedback, Phil, I have discovered why you, as a farmer, wear a baseball cap, and today I've got my cowboy hat on. I've discovered what has happened to the cowboy hat. Do you want to know my results? Go on. What it is is, because cowboys used to ride horses they didn't have a backrest on the seat. So I've discovered that if you have a cowboy that's now moved on to a truck like you, then when you put your head back on the seat, your cowboy hat is chipped over your nose.
1: And you crash.
0: And I've tried this, and it, it, that <laughs> is absolutely what does happen. And that's why you've got no back on your hat. So I've come up with a new design, and that is a cowboy hat... From the front that looks brilliant and from, <laughs> from the back that is flat.
1: You see a sawn off cowboy. Yes. Hat. <laughs> Any good? Well, possibly.
0: Right, here we go. Pod Chef, also known as Neil Foley, a big droplet of water just fell <laughs> on farmer Phil's hat. <laughs> he says, Wiggly Wiggler's podcast was brilliant, as usual. Uh, this is me and you in the cow shed, of course. He says, Now, just a minute, because Canadian farmers graze their cattle year-round in knee-deep snow and put weight on them during winter. So put that, Farmer fill in your pipe.
1: I will put it in my pipe, but they do graze them outside knee-deep in snow, but they have what they call sacrifice bits of land, so they feed them out in the field and just ruin that piece of field and in their case it's not because they're eating grass it's because the ground's frozen solid so it's not going to do them any harm it's quite dry in the snow you, know, you and I both know if it's freezing cold and the animal's furry the best place for it is out in the snow but in our case, I mean today is a classic example Oh, it's horrible. the frost dear just dear coming listener. out of the ground it's chucking it down with rain and if these cattle were out on our land within five minutes they'd be stood at the gate miserable, up to their knees in mud and the difference is that if you've got ground that, for whatever reason, it can carry them, either it's so dry and gravelly that they just walk about on top of it, and there is ground in Britain like that, over in Norfolk, that the Breckland that they have work, and down in Ross, you can do it to some extent on the sand. But our land, with quite a high clay silk content, is just a non-starter. And I agree with Podchef that, you know, parts of the world where they have a proper winter and it freezes solid, fine. You can drive about on it, you can cart your hay out on a thing, and if I could do it, I'd do it. It would save me littering them every day.
0: What's happening now? I can hear this sort of trickle of bins and things.
1: It's, oh, it's Kevin's, feeding time! Kevin's bringing them their breakfast. So, the...
0: oh yeah. You're here live, listener. It's like being on Animal Zoo programme.
1: Uh, oh. Penguin, that's his cue to try and destroy his pen. <laughs> Which he has partly succeeded in doing in as much as he's knocked the wall off the end.
0: Why is he doing that, then?
1: Because he wants his breakfast. Right, but he didn't
0: want his breakfast a minute ago. No,
1: I know, but he's heard (laughs) Kevin coming, and he knows that that will prompt Kevin to tell him to shut up and stop being a silly old bull.
0: Well, but will it prompt Kevin to feed him first before the other bill? Oh, so it works. The cattle are lowing, oh, the baby awake. Hi, Kev. Hiya. <laughs> what are you feeding them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's he
0: feeding
1: them? He's feeding them our barley mix. So it's homegrown barley, which is rolled so that you you break the kernel so they can digest the good bit which is inside and then we mix with that sugar beet shreds which is energy, sugar basically Not
0: produced in Kidderminster anymore?
1: Sadly not, that's come all the way from East Anglia because they've shut all our factories and then we add minerals and we add protein in the form of cooked soya and urea
0: Soya from where?
1: America What a shame it is, but that's how it goes. There's very little protein in this country, vegetable protein, produced... We used these... to
0: do fish meal, but I've gone, that's not vegetable,
1: we've, but... We did fish meal in the past.
0: But that's but not the We're, online, we're not it?
1: allowed to use fish meal anymore, although it actually did put a fantastic bloom on their coats because they got a lot of oil in it. Yeah. And the traditional thing was that was the best feed additive.
0: And they have ad-lib hay, so that's hay, hay all day.
1: Yep, and barley straw to sit on. They'll eat some of that as well. The hay, actually, is the grass seed straw, so that's the remnants of our grass seed.
0: And the doors uh, are all shut. Will they stay shut all winter if, if, if it's a lovely day? Do well, you know, this, get a trip out?
1: If it does get nice, this is the, the, one of the, the only yard that opens into a field. Yep. So as if we had a few early calves and it was a lovely sunny day, then, yes, we would let them out onto the grass. But essentially given the normal English winter, they're in and in now.
0: I know it's hard to put emotions onto animals. They don't have the same emotions necessarily as we do. or We can't put our emotions onto them, but they do seem a happy bunch.
1: Their emotions are very straightforward. I'm told that animals don't have foresight.
0: Ah, so they're not looking forward to the spring. They don't
1: speculate. Right. But having said that, They do anticipate, and that's slightly different, so that the sound of the feed bucket coming, they know that means food. So they don't sit there worrying themselves about what might happen tomorrow. Basically, if they're warm and dry and healthy and comfortable, they're happy. And happy animals are the easiest ones to manage. If they're stressed, they'll get every disease under the sun. And cows are big things. If a stressed cow is more likely to hurt you, they'll be unpredictable. And if you get hit by one, it hurts, so it's much better that they're quiet and content. You can get too far that way. If they get too tame, they are very difficult to handle because you can't persuade them to do what you need them to do, <laughs> and they've got no respect. They treat you as a cow, so that if they butt you as they would another cow, it'll break you where it wouldn't break a cow so that there is a line to be drawn. They're not They pets. don't know their own strength. No, they're not, they're not pets, and, in my view, shouldn't be pets. But having said that, that's no excuse not to look after them. and keep. But them the empty. house
0: cow used to be more of a pet, the yeah, She'd
1: be a little bit different. She'd be littler, wouldn't she? Well, she'd be handled all the time because she'd be milked twice a day by hand yeah. and so on. So that would be a little bit of an exception. But in the context of these sort of cattle in a yard, it's quite nice that they have a respect for you. But, having said that it 's right handy if you can go in there without disturbing them too much and getting amongst them.
0: lastly, I must say that I do have this view of uh one two three four five six seven, eight perfectly clean bottoms, perfectly clean um, now you 've got the water tank right in the middle. How do you stop it freezing because today it 's really cold, and yet the water hasn't frozen and what about that pipe because that that, pipe looks exposed that is
1: the one tank that we do have trouble with freezing because of the way the pipe comes to it and yeah if if it is very cold it will freeze and you do have to defrost them if
0: a cow only has access to frozen water yeah so only access to ice could he get enough
1: out of it the important thing is that you have to break the ice for them. A the cow won't tend to break ice. They can't break it. If you can push through it, then that's fine, but they won't smash but he it. But
0: you couldn't lick enough to no. live on?
1: No, and they, they do need a good quantity of, of water. Normally, the muck, they're on deep litter, so that, that, that we just keep adding straw. Uh, that muck is warm, so that will keep the temperature inside a cattle yard significantly above. Outside The cattle themselves, obviously, keep it warm to some extent. But the the real problems happen when you have frost and wind. If there's no wind, it'll very rarely freeze inside the cattle yard. If you have a bit of a breeze, then you get into all sorts of trouble.
0: So, when's the exciting stuff happening in this yard?
1: Well, there are two cows in here which should have calved any time, and they don't look very much like calving, but the real excitement will start at the end of this month, 1st of January, when, they
0: know when it'll be new year's eve <laughs> well it
1: probably will be new year's eve but it, it shouldn't be when all the rest of them start carving, so that's the next big excitement the only thing we've got to do to them all between now and then is that we vaccinate them for two diseases called leptospirosis which some of you may know as wiles disease which is a disease transmitted by rats. Oh,
0: yeah, we spoke about that a couple of weeks we, ago.
1: We've, we've mentioned it in the past. In, in the cow, it causes abortion and general lack of fertility, and it is transmissible to humans, so that that's quite a good one to avoid. And BVD, which is a viral disease.
0: Is that related to CJD?
1: No, nothing to do with it. It manifests itself in several ways, but in calves it can be pneumonia, but in cows it's a lack of fertility and unexplained dead calves. And so by vaccinating against that, it's just one shot each year, and that just protects her and her calf from those two diseases. And the heifers, which are the calves or cows that are going to have calves for the first time, they will have a shot of selenium, which we're deficient of around here. The soil hasn't got enough of it in, so we give them one shot of selenium now before they have their first calf. And that appears to give them enough selenium for the rest of their life. We don't seem to need to do it again. We do give them selenium in the minerals. But the effect of that is if you don't have enough selenium, you have what's called white muscle disease, so that your heart muscles, notably, but the muscles in the calf, go whiter and whiter and whiter, and in the end, the heart muscle stops. And it just dies. And so that's what a lack of selenium causes, and so that cures that. And
0: 2009 should see farmer phil closing a few more loops in the local food supply chain we are what breaking news dear listener breaking news
1: we're setting up supplying some beef of our own to kingston and thruxton primary school.
0: Oh, you're We've adopted there, aren't you? I now, am a adopted farmer, adopted farmer. And
1: we're just negotiating with the caterers who provide the meals there to do a promotional day where we're going to invite the uh, councillors for a school lunch.
0: I say!
1: <laughs> so essentially what we're going to do is to take some of our fat cattle from Will Morgan's and we will sort of them and have them hung and cut up for beef and hopefully supply some of the schools for sure and other people around and about you know we'll, we'll use the rest of the animals in boxed beef and so on and, and see how we get on
0: will you be supplying as we saw in a presentation last week by famous professor david hughes the hoofs at 40 pounds a hoof
1: well my experience of children and food suggests that the schools market may not be the <laughs> premium market for hooves but I know that Pod Chef, who we started this conversation about is a creative soul in the old kitchen given yeah. his culinary expertise and so no doubt he will be able to cast more light on how to cook a cow's hoof in a fashion that makes it edible
0: Now where was it? They were 40... £40 Japan. Japan. I think. So, Pod Chef, here's your next challenge from Wiggly Wigglers. You've done the Oppenheim knife video, which was unbelievable. Now, can you make a cow's hoof tasty? And my second request is Farmer Phil, can we please have the skins?
1: That may be more difficult because of the rules in the abattoir and how they're dealt with, but we can certainly ask. It's probably a case of we can, but we'll have to have them fresh as it were and send them to the tanners but we will see how we go
0: so it's uh, me ben Fogle, report and kate humble reporting from feeding animals at the zoo you are here live dear listener on the morning that's farmer phil and i, I- i've dressed up to the nines in uh, cold weather gear but off to see the bank manager dun dun dun
1: Great. Can't wait.
0: So, as I said, nothing else but cows. Don't know where Richard is. So it's goodbye from me, Heather, at the Wiggly Sofa.
1: And it's goodbye from me, Farmer Phil. Hello?
0: Oh, honestly.
1: (laughs) It's a shame.
0: He's too late. (laughs) If you want to put a Wiggly review up on iTunes, we would be tickled pink. Rich... You're late.
1: That's the most concise he's ever been.
0: <laughs> Goodbye.